This episode is brought to you by Houston Lucky of Keller Williams Realty. If you're looking for that dream home or that dream piece of property here in the beautiful state of Alabama, email him at HoustonLucky at KW.com for the rest of his contact info. And also, what's family if they don't believe in you? So thanks to Cantley Pittman, my brother, for sponsoring us. And last but not least, thank you to the Frosty Mug, a local staple, a local legend. Some of the best burgers, fries, and onion rings, and milkshakes around. Go check them out. Enjoy a view of the Warrior River. Enjoy their food. And most of all, keep supporting local businesses. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you for believing in us. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. We hope you all enjoy. Welcome back to Passage Jar. I'm your host, Trey Pittman. And I'm your co-host, Shane Murray. We've got our Nova Trifecta boys back in here. We are going to talk about their podcast and let you get to know them a little more since we just kind of threw them at you in the, the bracket challenge. But Juicy Ladarius Johnson's back. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, Bigfoot Jimmy, once again. <laughs> That's a new <laughs> moniker that I'm using. But uh, uh, Jimmy Fedora, a.k.a. Alias, you know, back in here with my boys from Pastor Jaw. And we've got the other two guys from Nova Trifecta in here. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, boys. What's up? This is Kendall Beck, a.k.a. Big Boy Troy. Mm. Rashad Dawson, a.k.a. Mag Negro. What's up? What's good? <laughs> Coming live from Nova Trifecta here with my boys from Past the Jar. What's good? We are that soothing voice right there. Yeah, uh, like got a face. That's for radio. a nighttime radio, indeed. <laughs> boys, welcome back. Uh, this is the second episode with Nova Trifecta, like I said. But uh, we're gonna let you hear about their podcast, and we got some fun questions. I'm gonna catch them off guard, spark a discussion. But uh, let's go ahead, uh, Kendall. Tell us where you're from and what you do, man. Ah, uh, man, uh, I'm. Originally from Huntsville, but I'm a PK, so my dad took a church in South Alabama, then we finally come back on up to civilization and settled up in Dora, and I've been there, man, almost 30-something years now. So, you know, this is home, Walker County, Dora. I'm in Dilworth right now. That's where I live with my wife and four kids. So, uh, but yeah, it's home. Dilworth is just a branch of empire. Yes, it is. (laughs) <laughs> We're in the bin, so and uh, but other than doing the podcast, man, I, I work at uh, ABC Coke over there, c- cooking coal, trying to pollute the air a little bit, you know. Putting little did we know we had sky. a mutual friend yeah. the other night. Twisted Barley, we found out we knew some some of the same people because of that. Yes, yeah, small cool. world. It is. So that's 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 me, man. What about you, Shot? Dora, Alabama, born and raised, still living there now. Gang, gang. Um, Feel pretty stagnant at work. Got to find something else to do. Hoping this podcast stuff blows up, do pops it. off. Uh, getting annoyed with it, as a matter of fact. <laughs> okay. But, uh, Here we go. We got controversy yeah, when already. It, when it <laughs> <laughs> when it got my second COVID shot yesterday, felt a little under the weather. Which one did you get? I'm feeling the uh, Pfizer. Okay. All right. Got the Heard Pfizer. good things. Yeah. Watch out for that Moderna. Make your periods it, a little heavier. I was, yeah. I was, I was, <laughs> I was hoping Johnson it was getting a, cancel cultured out here now. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping it was a little bit of super soldier serum in it, <laughs> but uh, nah, it, it wasn't none of that. But yeah, man, just working. Yeah, we're, that's all we can say when we get older now. Like every time I talk to some of my friends in the thirties and stuff, I ask, "How you doing, man? Just working, just working." They didn't tell us it was gonna be trash like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I kind of hit on living the dream. I see, yeah. living the dream is just code for every day I wake up wanting to die. <laughs> well, anybody yeah. that's anybody you ask, hey, how you doing, man? Living the dream is just, you know, I wish someone would shoot me right now. <laughs> Outside of my wife and the podcast, living agreed. The <laughs> living the dream. Living the dream is raising kids, getting in debt, and getting fat. Yeah, that's, that's, a, ter- that's a horrible dream. Who's yeah. dreaming that? Debt? <laughs> debt sounds terrible. <laughs> I skipped out on the kids part, but the debt and fat, I'm right here, baby. <laughs> Honestly, though, I mean, seriously, they do kind of just train us for that. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. When we're going yeah. to school, we are trained to get out of school, join the workforce, make them a lot of money, have mm-hmm. children, get old, die. How many times? And that's if nothing bad happens before that. Well, yeah. <laughs> a lot of in-betweens. Uh-huh. There's a yeah. lot of in-betweens. Was there ever a time where younger you looked at, like, an older member of your family and was like, man, I'm screwed? <laughs> yeah. 
I had that happen. Absolutely. So I can distinctly remember one time seeing my cousin out in the front yard. He was like 28 or 29 at the time, so I had to be like 11 or 12, and I just thought, God, I hope my life is drastically different than this, because <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> Guess what? God. It's not. <laughs> I'm talking about just seeing them all with. the same. I'm just talking about seeing them all with back problems and heart problems, and you're like, that's what I got. Well, I know, I know my dad, my dad. My entire life, my dad had like health problems and stuff like that his whole life. And I knew that I just didn't want to be because my dad had me old. He had me when I when he was like 44 years old. So when I started coming to, as they say, he, uh, you know, I just saw him always kind of not feeling good, kind of sick, wasn't broken down or anything like that. But he always was kind of kind of not feeling good or sick or something. So I kind of knew I didn't want to do that. And yeah. then I grow up and all I eat is junk food all the time. Yeah. So I'm headed down that path if I don't figure it out. I, you know, I got lazy there for about four years. Like when Brittany and me got engaged in our early years of marriage, I just got lazy. And then I saw my mom and dad start getting real sick often. And I was like, all right, well, time to go back to the healthy living that I used to do. Yeah. I mean, I still got to have my, my beers, but. Yeah, I kind of lay off the the cupcakes. And I'm the pies. figuring it out. It's hard though. It's really yeah. hard. Yeah, it's. Um, is it hard or do? Difficult. Is it hard or do we make it hard? Because we make when it Juicy, hard. I just yeah. went. I just saw Juicy come out of his house before we came up here, and I told him I was like, "Man, it look like you're losing some weight." And he was like, "I am." He loses weight just like that. As yeah. yeah. soon as he starts doing something, he yeah. start looking like a crackhead in the day. Mm-hmm. See, that's like, what he happens loses to me. Weight. Like and, I'll, I dropped I 20. don't work like that, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I go do cardio yeah. and lift weights and try to eat right. And yeah. I, I might move the scale a little bit. I think it's just my genes, man. And like mm-hmm. like Drake said, when he saw his parents, like I, my mother's had cancer three times. My dad died like yeah. fairly young. And like, I mean, there's a bunch of times. I've talked to this man a bunch of times, like heart to heart. Like, I got to do something. Like, I do not want my kids to have to carry me out. The way I carry my dad out, I don't want him to yeah. have to have to be there. You know, I don't want him to have to worry like I've had to worry over my mother. And, yeah. Uh, you know, but it, it is. I don't know. To me, it's just extremely, extremely hard because with four kids, a full time job, trying to make the right decisions to eat, trying to get in all that, go into the gym and stuff like that, dude. It life will. Yeah, man, because like tough. just straight dieting, I feel like that's a long, long route. Yeah. If you're not exercising yeah. with that. Uh-huh. You're not going to see the results that you want to. No. If, I'm eat, you, yeah. if I'm eating healthy and not working out, I'm just pissed all the time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. you can eat trash, eat like trash, <clears throat> and still work out and drop weight. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that, that, that used to be me. <laughs> I used to sit at home genetics. and eat honey bun after honey bun after honey bun, but then go work out for 45 minutes, and I'd lose two pounds. <laughs> well, see, makes no we sense those, at all. When we were in our 20s, we always were active. Yeah, Me and yeah. Juicy used to play basketball two or three times a week, yeah. if not more than that, because we lived at the park. Uh-huh. So we'd go eat some Subway, go eat some Taco Bell. We was working at Taco Bell, yep. so you know we was eating trash all day, <laughs> every day. But then we never would on eat. the clock though. Never on the clock. Never on the clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a lie. We yeah, all the, all, all the time. But as soon as we left there, we go into the park and we gonna play basketball three hours. Yeah. That's why the weight stayed off. But now we're in our thirties. Playing basketball every evening isn't as important as mm-hmm. I thought. I never thought the time would come when it wasn't important to me to poop every evening. Uh, but yeah. now I couldn't care less. <laughs> I couldn't care less. I can sit in the house and watch Marvel movies all day. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I couldn't care less. Well, see, with me, it's like I dropped 20 pounds, like, in an instant. But then yeah. when I hit that 20 mark, it slows it's down. Yeah. And then I really got to start working. And then I'm pissed. Yeah. yeah. I was like, damn it. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I'm trying to get back to like that high school golf weight. Yeah. My doctor was like, I'm not going to lie to you. That's pretty impossible. I was <laughs> oh, like, yeah. watch me. <laughs> Give me a year and a half. Yeah. It, just, it, it seems unhealthy if I'm being honest. And, and like <laughs> walking down that hallway yeah. and seeing, seeing, the fig- seeing the figure that I, that I used to have. Like, yeah. it, you know, it's like, dang, man. And I thought I was just <laughs> trash then. I actually looked pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I borderline had what girls consider a nice dad bod exactly. when I was playing yeah, golf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, last time I went to the doctor, because my doctor told me that I needed to lose some weight so I wouldn't go on a, a different a different blood pressure pill. And that's when I was like, nah, I'm not doing that at 34. Uh-huh. I'm not. So I started, my, one of my buddies that I was working with um, taught me how to count calories. And that's worked for me because I still can have some of the foods that I like 
as long as I stay in a caloric deficit. That's worked better for me than the other little fad diets that I tried. Like you break it into macros? Yeah, I've been doing that. So I'm figuring it out. I'm down 15 pounds. Dope. From the last time I went to the doctor, and I go to the doctor like every six months, I was 200. I weighed myself this morning. I'm 185, so it's working. I mean, we all used to be top of the line athletes now. Yeah, yeah. this is true. Yeah, <laughs> top of the line. This, this is a fact. True. This is true. I mean, Juicy and Shane had that football thing going. Yeah, that's true. I had the golf thing going. Like I said, I had a dad bod. I wasn't like cut up. I had the slow pitch softball had... thing going on. <laughs> that ain't a bad way to be. But I now. was known in that door First Baptist gym to, <laughs> to break some people down. <laughs> Sometimes you have to. The, everybody can attest to that. The big boys can shoot. Oh, big boys can shoot. I couldn't shoot. You get a I bad just knew rap. how to oh, use my body down low. Okay, even better. So you were you were a typical big man. I used to get mad when we go play pickup and you'd have somebody out there three hundred and thirty pounds and you're like, this dude's just gonna work us in the paint. No, he's gonna sit over here in the corner and just pop threes all day. That was annoying to me. But let's talk about those podcasts. Uh, Juicy kind of gave us a rundown on it. What a uh, one question I'll ask is what made y'all want to start it? Like I know Juicy and Shad was a part of the current climate podcast, so. What what sparked Nova Trifecta? Well, y'all can take it. Man, we just I don't know. Juicy called me one day and said we need to do a podcast. And I said, Yeah, I agree. And he said, What about Shy? I said, All right, man, hit the little man up and let's do it. <laughs> that was unnecessary. <laughs> that was cold blooded. That's, uh, that's pretty much in it. That is pretty much. I had a conversation with Kendall. He was like, Let's start a podcast. And I'm like, Okay. Uh, then I was talking to Shad about it, and then. It just really came together like that, and um, and we just started recording. So we, I mean, we, all, everybody brings something different, you know, yeah. to the podcast. So that's what I like about it. Me and Juicy, right there, like right there at quarantine, tried a little something, something that uh, that failed miserably. Yeah, it failed miserably. <laughs> but it, it, we we had a catchy name. We, it was called Ken and Juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so Ken and yeah. Juice died. Yeah, Ken that's, and Juice died. That's a, um, that's a good wordplay. Actually, we we it would have been all right. It would have been kind of successful, but uh, I had some uh, issues with my family and work and everything, and I had to step away for a long time. And uh, and then Juicy out of the blue was like, "Look, we got to get this podcast back going." And then you know he's like, "Let's what about Rashad?" I said, what about it, man? Definitely. We definitely need to get that going. We I definitely, definitely need to get it going. I think that a lot of my main motivation for me personally is coming from, like, the older I get, the more I hate going to work. Mm-hmm. And the more I realize that I think I could be doing something that I actually enjoy doing other than getting up every day going somewhere that I'm just – it's just a job. Yeah. And it, at the end of the day, it's not fulfilling. So, I mean, when I talk to Juicy and Kendall about it, and especially some in-depth con- um, conversations that Kendall and I have had in the past. It's like, man, this work stuff, this nine-to-five stuff. Like, I would rather do something that I enjoy doing and become successful at that. Uh-huh. Put everything that you got into that and become successful at that. And who better to do it with than your boys? So, let's, exactly. you know, we just want to figure it out and yeah. do it. That's why Shane and me stay on the hustle. Like, yeah. like we, we don't like taking the breaks, but – when you do Sometimes it week in, week to. out, you got to take that break. Yeah. yeah. You got to hit a mental yeah. reset. But, uh, you know, we say the same thing. Like, yeah. if I could quit my job today. Today. I would. Yeah. Today. I would, it wouldn't be a hesitation. Yeah. If I knew it was going to be successful and we were going to make so much money, I'd quit today. Like, there's only two things I love about my job. It's helping people and it keeps my lights on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. And, you know, as men, we got – we. We gotta provide. Absolutely. You know, if you're if Absolutely. you have a significant other or whatever, yeah. you yeah. know, shout out to the women out there doing it themselves. But uh, yeah. you know, we we kind of just dread that. Yeah. I, I gotta get up today, and even in the afternoons when I wake up, because usually I get like five hours of sleep before I go to work. So I feel like shit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and I just I tell myself, you know, it's three twelve. I'm like, buckle it down. But then my weekend flies by, and then I'm pissed off. I gotta turn right back around and go. Yeah. But you know, it gives you a sense of purpose because I mean, if you're just sitting around waiting on a dream to happen, you kind of lose yourself. And yeah, I think all you're gonna do is just I think wait a, on it. I think a lot of people that's where they kind of get down on themselves when they fail is because they're just sitting there waiting on that dream yeah. to pop off, and, and it just don't. Work they don't like require. That. They don't I mean, think you got to ask yourself, what are you doing? Like, what are you actively doing to make, to that, make dream that dream come to fruition? Yeah. I mean, it takes it takes some work and it takes consistency. You know, what I mean, which it just it takes a lot. You know. 
just believing in what you're doing as well and, and just getting better. You know, you're going to start a certain a certain place, but then as you go along, you'll get more equipment, more better audio, better video, better mm-hmm. different tools that you yeah. use. As long as you keep building, keep building, keep building, that's what it's Consistency. about. Consistency. But it's just, it's kind of hard because it's like, you know, what am I doing that somebody else ain't doing? But you still got to be consistent throughout. Whether you're not seeing the numbers that you want to see, you got to believe that eventually you'll get to that place. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I can't remember who I talked with it about, but I said I finally just quit looking at the numbers every week. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll look yeah. at it like two weeks after the episode's <laughs> out. Yeah. Now, if I think it's going to pop off, yeah, I check them. Yeah. But that's the thing is like once I stopped dwelling on trying to make this my job and just started having fun with it, I yeah. felt a lot of tension come off of me, especially when it comes to interviews. Like, yeah. you know, I don't stress out about nothing. If it's a good episode, it's a good-ass episode. You know, somebody's yeah. going to hear it somewhere along the way because you're going to have that one guest that somebody's going to check out. I'm like, you know, this is a good podcast. They'll so go back and check like, everything out. It's kind of like YouTube. Like, you have that one viral video, and all of a sudden you get all these subscribers that are going back and watching all your old shit. And that's when they appreciate the journey that you took. Yeah. Yeah. And content creation is not like I didn't think, you know, I'm going to start getting paid for this six months into it. Right. But oh shit, you should have told me that because I did. I've <laughs> <laughs> actually got my resignation letter in my backpack. Well, you see that box of instant s- white rice right there? <laughs> exactly. Dangerous. But we also live in a society that wants everything now. Yeah. Like now, now. Microwave society. Microwave generation. Said, man, they want it now, now, now. They don't want it that you gotta trust the process and love the grind. Yeah. Is what you know. That's true. So. Because I'm not gonna lie, a couple of weeks ago I messaged Shane, I was like, I wouldn't be mad if season three was the last season to pass the jar. And then I sat on it for about a week, and I was like, you know what? I just need a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> so after vacation, I'll come back and be ready to go. Yeah. You know, it's just it's that grind. Like, yeah. when, you, when you don't feel any fruits of your labor coming out, you kind of get discouraged. Yeah. But you just, you know, you're going to pop off at some point, yeah. whether, it's good, whether it's enough to pay you or not. Like, you know. To me, it's fun. Like, I like yeah, it. exactly. Like, yeah, it, it gives me something yeah. to do. It's different, you know what I mean? But it's just it's just fun, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? This whole damn thing brought me out of my shell. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like at Twisted Bar, I used to just go talk to people I knew. I would, you know, I wouldn't yeah. say what's up to somebody else. Nice. What's up? So that's yeah. why I was, I was amped to jump on when you asked me. I was like, mm, I've been away for a while. I'm going to have a tough time talking. Wait, hold on. Never mind. <laughs> I can talk to anybody about anything. Right. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, I'm bullshitting, but I'm a pretty creative bullshitter, so I can, exactly. I and can that's fake it until I make it. That is that's entertaining. entertaining. And I think yeah. that's what yeah. podcasts about, like, you connecting with that person to entertain you. Because yeah. if you think about it, it's a lot of podcasts talking about the same stuff, like sports, yeah. sports yeah. movies, and stuff like that, but you invest in the individual more mm-hmm. so than anything. Now, you so, don't have to find a niche that nobody else is cornered the market on like you could take a product that somebody's doing and somebody's made successful but how do you do it exactly what are you how are you going to add your flavor your spin to it exactly that's that's what a lot of people people like if you can find people like to relate to you to piggyback on what juicy was saying it's a market out here for this now i mean i I was looking at something the other day and they were saying like it's close to a million podcasts in america right now youtube channels they were saying like it's over half a bill, like 500 million YouTube channels. Yeah. But it's like a million podcasts, active podcasts in America right now. And um, so it's just a market for it right now. Yeah, and it's yeah. just getting around, having conversation, finding a group, like a fan base that relates to it mm-hmm. and move that way. Like that's a, that's a good way to make a living if you can make a living like that. Yeah. And you bring that and up. And it's an outlet. Yeah. You get your feelings out, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, for me, is it's that hour and a half where I can come in with no filter. I try to keep filter on because I know people listen in their cars with their kids. But yeah, you know, it's an hour and a half where I can come in and just let loose and just yeah. talk to somebody and be honest for a little while. Yeah. Other, you know, outside of my wife, but that that type of honesty is different. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's that's oh, the yeah. intimate honesty, and I ain't trying to get intimately honest with you guys. Right. So. <laughs> But, you know, to go back to that, there's a million podcasts. Out of that million, there's probably 500 people that are making a living. Yeah. Not getting paid, but a living mm-hmm. off of their podcast. Exactly. Yeah. 500, 500 out of a million, whatever percentage that is. Yeah. You know, and that's what a lot of people don't understand is you can't just jump into this game and expect to get paid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. we didn't start selling Thanks merch. Work. We didn't start selling merch until a, almost a, a little less than a year ago. Yeah. You know? And tailored it to small little men. <laughs> we had a small fan base. <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout out to our big boys. 
<laughs> we did get a few two X's. And- I, I've always thought like when we when we started doing this podcast, like me and Chad taught me and just like if we had cameras and microphones like back in the day when like these two dudes are probably two of my longest standing best friends since I've been here. Every Saturday we used to chill at my house, watch college football. My mom would cook a ton of food. And we would have, like, crazy conversations. Like, I wish we had cameras and mics back then. Yeah. There's no telling. You know, we have conversations that I think other people probably have that I think is worth recording. That That's hilarious. I mm-hmm. mean, these two are the funniest dudes you'll meet right here. See, that's like when we had Dylan and Colby on. I was like, man, if these people – these people got three hours of ten years. Like, some of these mm-hmm. talks we've had being a flying on that wall. Oh, yeah. 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 You're going to yeah. get it. If we'd have known you could get paid for YouTube back in the day, Matt Hudson would be a billionaire because he was the one that had the camcorder. And there's no telling what kind of just viral footage was left yeah. on that thing. Saw so Colby James yeah. take about a 15 foot fall in a, off the walking trail in Dora. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> they were jumping. <laughs> they were, seriously hurt himself. <laughs> they, were crawling, they were crawling across a fallen tree, and all of a sudden it started bending, and that sucker just collapsed. Wow. wow. And we had it on video. If YouTube would have been a thing back then, yeah, none, well, I, none of us think would about be. If you had a YouTube like somebody recording y'all at like Beer Bottle Hill. Kobe James almost died, and we had that on footage. We had that on footage. That's from crazy. the back of the truck. Yeah, there's a, there is a video of me on YouTube when uh, what's the road down there in Dora? It's right. Uh, there's a lot of roads in there. Well, yeah, you know what? You ain't gonna yeah. jump on my case We're like bigger that. Bigger than what you think, Shane. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, you turn you turn left right there at the old mining museum. Get down. Splits to the right, go across the train tracks. That little road right there before you get to the train tracks. Anyways, that's very detailed. Didn't right need to be. Right in front of T.S. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that road flooded. And it flooded, like, pretty good. Right at the end of the school day. So, Martin Wallace got his truck. <laughs> we took roughly $18 in nickels, dimes, and pennies to Walmart and bought an inner tube, and he pulled me behind his truck <laughs> on an inner tube across the flooded road. That's that video is still on YouTube, and how it. it hadn't blown up, I'll never know. That is classic. Everybody's going to go find uh, that now. Cool Dora white boy thing. It right? really yeah. was. That is. That is classic. I mean, every class in Dora High School got a couple of white guys that I just was. bring the life out of Everybody had like had that would have been torch. phenomenal to do. And see, in my class, I'm glad. We <laughs> oh Lord, have, have mercy! Snapchat, you, we would be. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Lord, media have mercy! Yeah. I don't even want to bring up the. Stuff. I don't know if we Man. would be famous. We might just be in jail. That's what yeah. I'm saying, and that's why I won't bring it up, that's even good. though the statute of limitation. And I'll, I'll we did, give Matt not all the credit for that. He knew when to <laughs> hit record and when not to hit record. <laughs> I think I think that what we're learning from this era is that. Everybody has a voice. Everybody's got a story. Back when we were growing up, we thought that you had to be, we thought that only a select few people had what it took to be famous, to be Mm -hmm. stars, to be interesting. No, everybody's interesting. Everybody's got a story. That's the thing about podcasting. Now you just can get your story out. The story that you got, Kendall. Kendall's a very relatable person. He's got the wife, he's got the kids, he works hard, dad's a preacher, he's a relatable guy. It's millions of people in the country that can listen to him talk and relate to everything he says just like that. That's a he fact. can be a star today. That's a you fact. Know, so. can Kendall, you I'll sell you an idea for 15 grand right now. But I mean, yeah, like we, all, like we all grew up different, but at the same time, we all grew up the same. Yeah. I think our roots are uh, planted the same I guess planted in the same soil. That change, that sounds cheesy, but our roots are the same. Our branches are yeah, different. Exactly. I yeah, exactly. Yeah. Know. That's what makes it true. special. So That's what creates true. this beautiful forest. Like, you know, the past couple of weeks we've been going out and like you know to uh, to Tallulah's on Thursday nights. Well, like Shane coming out, like Lindsay did not realize how much she knew Shane. Like, I think is your mother like subject was uh-huh. their substitute teacher. Like she knew so much. She's like, man, Shane's so funny. I'm like, yeah, where have you been? She's like, I had no clue who that was for real. I just heard you talk about Shane. And, uh, you know, like, yeah, you start, like, at the older we get, the more we start coming together and seeing people out. It's like, we got a whole lot more in common than what yeah. we, yeah. and I just wish, like, overall the world would see that. We really do have a lot more in common just, than what, you yeah. know. Well, just tell Lindsay not reason. to gas him up so much, because it goes straight to the <laughs> She gave me a full, like, family rundown and, like, I was shell shocked. Yeah. I, I was sitting there holding a beer, like, 
Do I have it printed on my shirt or something? How do you know all this? <laughs> well, honestly, that may be a reason why in this generation we can see, like, people like to try to act like nothing's changed. But it has. And in this era, like, things coming along, we, we as a people, we're just more accepting of different lifestyles yeah. and mm-hmm. things like that. And maybe it is because of the conversation. The you know yeah. that we have now. Once you have conversation with people, to piggyback on what Kendall said, you do realize that we do have more in common with people than we don't. You know that's that's what and we I've, think we don't have anything in common, yeah. but we do. I've told everybody I've moved all around, but it wasn't until I moved back to Walker County where I learned how diverse we actually were here in Walker County. Yeah. Like I was looking for that diversity elsewhere, mm-hmm. but I actually found it when I moved back home, yeah. and that's when I was like, man, you know, podcast getting all these people on here. Showing how different we are, but how much alike we are at the same time. Yeah. That's so much. Ooh. See, yeah. I had kind of the same thing, but a little bit different. Whenever I would go somewhere, I always found small parts of Walker County wherever I was. Like, there was always something there, like a place, the people, whatever it was. It was like, oh, this kind of feels like, like, even when we were in England and going downtown, I was like, I could actually just see this being like, South side in Birmingham right now, yeah, yeah, as wow. opposed to the other side of the world. I got you. Yeah. yeah, we like all of us together. Like, like I said, we all grew up with the same kind of upbringings, but we grew up in our different ways. But yet, we still have all this relatable thing, all these relatable things that we talk about. And because we've all sat, we all sat Tallulah and Twisted Barley later than we should have, and yeah. just chatted it up. Yeah. yeah, you know, like Kendall and I went to the same. College, shout out Lee Flames and uh, Medlin, Medlin Hall. <laughs> shout out to Jim Odom too for being Lee U. But you know, like that's the kind of stuff we found that we were like connected through. Yeah. Like that's a whole ass different state away. Yeah, and we had that to relate on. And Juicy and Shad and all of us. Like I've been talking to Shad a lot lately about podcast stuff. Yeah, and it's like we just we find ways to bond together. We don't find ways to divide each other. Yep, and I think that's what makes like. Us, our generation, Walker County, a lot special. We're looking to bond together, not divide. Yeah. yeah like a lot of people absolutely. think we tend to do here. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of bonding together, I saw this getting shared around on Facebook. I need Simonton and Dora Park football to bond together. Man, yeah. absolutely. That'd be a they, super team. People are missing yeah. out that, on an invaluable opportunity for the kids. Man. Crazy thing is that me and me and Chavis, Chavis Williams, like the – the head football coach at Dora. We've been speaking about that for years. Mm-hmm. About, I never understood, uh, even when I was playing park ball, like why Summerton and Dora weren't combined. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, it, it never well, really well, A long time yeah. ago, they were. There was just a yeah. straight yeah. Summerton yeah. yeah. football team. There's yeah, no there, Dora. Because yeah. Dora wasn't around forever. Yeah, yeah that's you, you had Sipsy is probably the nearest one you had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Summerton for a long time. I'm well, going to say, some What's nutrition. going on? Because I've just just recently got all my kids, you know, well, three of the four out of the park system. Uh, when my boys were playing, like, these coaches that think they're Nick Saban mm-hmm. and have a huge egos is what's wrong. That makes well, sense. my boy ought to play here. My boy ought to play here. Like, and then you get to high school and they it's don't have no the chemistry. And the no. kids, the kids don't have no chemistry because their dads pump their brain full of, exactly. you should be the quarterback or you should be the running back or you should play this or you should play that. And they go into high school kind of like looking at their teammate kind of sideways. And, exactly. and it's it's crazy. I think Remember the Titans is one of the best movies ever made. Me too. And I think it like points yeah. in that movie still stand today. Yep. And like you saying that, First quote that came to mind was Coach Boone when he said, "The best players will play." Yeah, yeah. Color don't matter. Color don't matter. Mm -hmm. You got to take bias completely out of it. What, no matter what it is, if that's your kid, look, hey, sorry, your kid kind of sucks at being a quarterback. This kid over here, yeah, might be pretty good. Maybe we should invest in that. Right. But I honestly. well, see what happens. What happens is like with the door and the Summerton having different programs, they don't have enough kids to fill the roster. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So then you got kids playing out of position. Uh, so you got a wide receiver playing yep. left guard. So yep. like, if you combine that, these kids can get in those position with yep. those positions that they naturally supposed to be in exactly. and develop those skills. Yep. So when you get to high school, you still always working on your fundamentals. But I ain't got to teach you a whole 
slew yeah. of fundamentals. Yeah. We could work on scheme now. See, yep. it's a difference between teaching fundamentals and teaching the actual offensive defensive scheme, but a lot yep. of people don't know that because they pretend to know everything. Exactly. Yep. Just because you were a yep. big kid when you were little and they put you at running back because you could just run through people does not mean you're going to be a running back when you get to high school. Because exactly. exactly. guess yep. what? You're going to put on another 60 pounds and you're going to be on the offensive line or the defensive <laughs> yeah. line where you're supposed to be. Which you that's might your be natural position. Better for. Exactly. Yep. exactly. That's, where you're yeah. na- that's naturally yeah. where you're supposed to be at. Guess what? You've got a little bit of speed because you played running back those years. That speed was going to come along. That's and something it can you help have. you out and it's pulling, gonna, you know exactly. what I'm saying? And, and, you know, if you're and, a pulling guard, a defensive end, like, exactly. and now you're good with your hands, you know how to hold on to the ball. Like, there's some valuable skills there, no doubt, but that's skills that you're naturally going to progress with throughout your life. But being at that position for an extra eight, ten years, depending on when you start playing park ball, is invaluable. And, and I, see, like, and he, I, like he was saying, like um, – you know, these coaches, got, they running stuff. They ain't got no business running. Exactly. They got big egos. Mm-hmm. They looking yeah. on the TV, seeing people run spread. You no, don't no have fundamentals. There's not yeah. a lot of fundamentals yeah. being taught. I think for so long, <laughs> for up. so long at Dora High School, and I'll just speak about Dora High School because that's the high school we're speaking about. But I think for so long, it's like Dora's just kind of waited on one or two really talented kids, mm-hmm. fast kids to come from a certain community, and then if if we got enough of them on one, if we got yeah. if we got two or three <laughs> if we got two or three of them on one team then maybe we'll have a good season yeah. but then after they leave it dramatically falls off mm-hmm. and what you want to do while when bringing the the teams together is that you want to implement the high school system at a young age so they know it all the way up so even the years that you might not have the little stars Mm-hmm. You still can compete. Yeah. Yep. You don't want to have this big significant fall off. You have a second round playoff year, and then once the, the little talented bunch leaves, then you got a big drop off for mm-hmm. five years. And then you got to wait on the next little talented bunch to come, and maybe you can get to the second round. Yeah. Then it drops off significantly again. Now, so you imagine wanna, if you got that sustainability. Exactly. And then when the stars come up there, that's what gets you to state championship. The stars yeah. get you, you to the state get championship. You to the first round, second round. Yep. With exactly. minimal yep. talent. But yep. when that dude, when them couple of guys come up there. Yep. I agree, Juice. Yeah. Fun, fundamentals in high school football is invaluable. Yeah. It's invaluable. If yeah. you've got a team, you could have a team of guys that would never touch a Division One and would have struggled getting onto a, a Division Two school. You could take kids like that and make a playoff appearance in high school football. No, state championship. Yeah, you can make state. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it, the stars I mean, align. Like, you don't need a breakout talent at quarterback or running back or wherever yeah. to win a state championship yeah. around here. Them you eleven, got, I twelve years. About building a program mm-hmm. instead of just. Yeah. Oh, this year we we'll get to the second round of the playoffs. No, let's build the program yeah. so every year we can compete. And like Juicy said, when you do get the stud, now you can make a real significant run yeah, exactly. in the playoffs and have a different shot. But when you finally get the stud to come up there, you're just looking at a first round, a second round yeah. exit, and then a big drop off. Let's train them up. Teach them the fundamentals. Implement the high school formula and system. So by the time they get to ninth grade, it's not too late. Because the way they do it now is like, well, shoot, by the time they get to 10th or 11th grade and try to start playing football, it's too late. Coach ain't got time to teach you mm-hmm. all the right. fundamentals. Now we got to implement schemes. Yeah. Now we got to figure out personnel. No, that needs to be done by the time they get to ninth grade. Yeah, think about Think about how the drop off from when Juicy and me graduated when we ran the wing T. Yeah. To that other dude coming in run the spread. Yeah. Yeah. Where none of these kids knew how to run the spread. No. No. Because you had had me at wide receiver running a spread offense. Spoiler alert: my forty was not that good. (laughs) (laughs) Not that good. In the wing T. All you needed at quarterback was just somebody that was just adequate. Yeah, yeah. That was why I wanted to play wide receiver because yeah. we ran wing team my ninth grade year, and I was like, "Yo, oh, yeah, I can live in this little twelve yard outs, maybe a quick slant." You can yeah. get busy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm gonna eat this up. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing that's so frustrating. Like I, I'm, I'm right in the heart of it. Like I'm in the middle of it. That's what's so frustrating right now. With what's going on at Dora, that talent is there. I've seen those kids that the kids that are now up there have been kids that I've seen, I have coached, and had the privilege of getting to know since they were five years old. The talent is there. The talent is there, and I think now that the I think now that you know Chavis is up there, Coach Williams. I think now you've got coaching, and uh, it's been frustrating to see because the 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 record and what the product that's being put on the field is not. 
not what's really yeah. up there. Well, and you, it's and so you, frustrating. And you look at Chavis, and the reason why I thought that Chavis should have got the job the first time is because Chavis, the thing about coaching, X's and O's are great, but, you but if you know how to build a program, mm -hmm. then that's the most, the most valuable thing to me. And Chavis went to Alabama, won an SEC title, won a national title, went to the Baltimore Ravens, one of the best-run organizations yeah. in pro, pro football. Come up one game short of the Super Bowl. Come up one game short of the Super Bowl. Yeah. It, it, it's about building. So he knows firsthand, better than anybody, how to build a successful program. He knows exactly what it's take, what it takes. He played for the greatest coach in the history of college football. And that was right when exactly. Alabama was building the program. Building exactly. the program. Yeah. He, got he there knows 07. what it takes to build it. Yeah. So let's let him build it and yeah. see what happens. That's why that's actually why I'm kinda glad like me and him talk about in his episode, like that's where the Lord wanted him to be was yeah. at Carbon Hill. And I think that was a good thing because if he had came in the door, can you imagine being an alumni coming into your to your home school that's a lot of pressure. That is a lot of pressure. He needed, I, think, lot. I think it's good he went and like, – I, I, think it I wanted him to best. win. I wanted him to win, but I think it's good he lost a little bit because yeah. now he knows what he needs to do for his home yeah. team. Yeah. He got a plan. And he's gonna, yeah, he's yeah. going to bring it. He well, got a plan. You That's know, what it, we lack. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you've got growing pains. No matter if you know how to coach or not, you're going to have growing pains when you first start out. He's so, I think, I think he might – I think he experienced some of those growing pains and now – I think he can. I think he's better suited. Yes, I was upset the first time he didn't get it, but that's because that was my, you know, that's my boy. You yeah. know, that's, that's a good friend. But I think it has worked out, man. I think you know. I think the buzz around what's going on is. I'm glad. Fun. I'm glad. The reason I'm glad he didn't go to Dora right out of the get go is because that's a lot of pressure. And what if he wouldn't have been as successful mm -hmm. as yeah. they'd expected mm -hmm. him to be? Like, oh, you you were trained by Nick Saban. You, exactly. You're in con. Why, yeah. why aren't you winning games? I think, well, I, bro. I'm new to this. I think even more than that. Think back to how many coaches Doors had in the last, what, 12, even 20 years. He's the first one I can remember that came in, like you said, with a plan and actually wants to get involved with the park system. And that's yeah. like that, that shows you yeah, that committed. shows you how committed he is to making Dora better than it's ever been. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Chavis knows how far we went, they went in high school. And he wants to beat that. Mm -hmm. I think he wants to put he it over the He wants to play the, play the long game. Mm -hmm. yeah. Play the long game. And every, and level, about. every level, he's been in a successful program. Mm -hmm. Every Absolutely. single level. So, he could he taking something from each level yep. that he learned. Yep. High school, we was great. You know, college, they played at the highest level. Mm -hmm. yeah. He went to Baltimore, Super Bowl winning team. They actually won a Super Bowl the following year. Yep. So, he's seen, like, like you said, he's seen the best ways to run certain programs. He had to bring that up, didn't he? Had to bring up that Super Bowl. Joe Flacco. God dang it. Had to bring man. up that Super Bowl. Pay the man. We, we got a picture of me you know and Dylan Joe dancing over Drake's dead body in green top. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be my 49ers, man. You know, Joe yeah. ain't been the same since. Oh, my God. You're a 49ers yeah. fan? Joe. Joe Flacco. Joe I grew ain't been up the same 49ers since. No wonder you were, like, still, trashing my Still an elite playoff quarterback. Got a better playoff record it, than man. Drew Brees. Hey, I won fantasy football People forget year. that. Don't come at me, boy. <laughs> but, Joe, uh, Joe had his time. Oh, yeah. He had his time. Well, let's be honest. That 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 whole team was ran by the leader and the man Ray Lewis. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. But uh, about y'all's pod, we'll get back on track for a minute. About y'all's pod, how <laughs> much? How many? Here. How many hours of watching stuff and kind of like watching the little tidbits and kind of re-referencing how everything links together? Because y'all talk about a lot of movies and TV shows. So how much thought do you put into that when you're like? You know, I got to make this a bomb ass episode because y'all straight up, y'all uploaded y'all's YouTube. Recently came on Spotify, but when you when you're mapping out these episodes, juicy, how much attention and detail do you have to pay to each one of these? Everybody is just so good. We we, we do stuff off the cuff. If I'm being completely yeah. honest, we'll 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 text each other. Hey, we're gonna talk about this, that, and the third. But like a lot of the times, I talk to him on the phone. I talk to Shad on the phone a lot. So we'll have a knockdown, drag out conversation. I wish that could be the podcast yeah. half the yeah. time, but so we always we already going into detail. So like when we when we actually have the pod, we just be reiterating some of the stuff yeah. we've already talked about. Yeah. And Shad is just his attention to detail on something. And Shad watch stuff over and over. I, he got an ability to watch something over and over and over. I do. Me, I could watch something one time and I know what I'm taking from it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And Kendall brings something different as well. You know, we all just got extreme yeah. attention to detail. He Kendall makes it more personable, you know, like you could connect with him. Shy attention to detail is just second to none. Yeah. I know the WandaVision things like 
I felt like I I didn't even watch it, but watching all your episodes, I was like, oh, I got the point. That, that's that's <laughs> exactly where I was. I would watch an episode, and then I would just sit there and hit refresh on the Facebook page until the discussion thing came up, and I'm just looking for Shad's comments. Yeah. Like, all right, tell me what I missed. There have been times where, like, we got ready to do a pod, like, because of my, my job, like, my work, like, some from one week to the next, I don't know if I'm going to be on that, you know, just because of the way I work. There have been times where it's like, oh, guys, I'm, I'm going to be on this episode today. And it's like two hours, and Juicy sends me like two or three topics. And like yeah. two hours, I'm looking up stuff and everything. And I just, like you said, I just try to make it a little bit personal and kind of get my, my spin on it. I don't, my attention to details not as good as these two guys right here. So you kind of know how Shane feels when I just kind of drop the bombs on him. Yeah, <laughs> I get, but I, I get, can I go get off show the notes day and, of. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I go into interviews just like, all right, I'm going to pick up like the first five. I'm sure people realize it. Like, first five minutes of conversations, you can tell if I don't know a person because I'm just kind of sitting there like, okay, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. all right, okay, yeah, okay, all right. Well, uh-huh. I-, yeah, I got you. And then I'm like, all right, here we go. I'll find one little nugget, and, and I'm just it. like, boom, there it, it is. Exactly. Well, I think one thing that works with it, too, with the way we do it is because it's always constant conflict between me and Juicy when it comes to a lot of this content because we consume it different yeah. Yeah. not because one of us is wrong or not of us one of us isn't doing it right we consume it different Juicy consumes a lot of content I only consume what I'm interested in right that's why right. a lot of stuff like we argued yesterday because ooh, I ooh. we are we had a <laughs> knockdown drag out yesterday because I give things I want to get into that too I give I well, want to get into that I give a lot of stuff a high rating that I watch and people think that that mean maybe I shouldn't take it as seriously because you like everything, but it's not that what it is, is first off, I think we all rate content too fast now. Yeah. Like we, to be honest with you, it's impossible to watch a movie or watch or listen to an album. And then seconds later, you scaling it on a one to 10. It wasn't meant to be consumed like that. No. It I, wasn't meant, and it's a lot of stuff. Now, you can I, tell whether you're entertained after that first watch, but you can't really judge it properly because... I disagree with that. It's almost a little bit... Here we go. It, well, it's almost a little bit disrespectful to the director and the people that actually put a lot of work into it because it's a lot of Easter eggs. It's a lot of... You don't understand that story fully. In ten minutes. Well, I think I think it plays different depending on the product. I mean, there could be a show or a movie or something that comes out. You watch it the first time and you walk out of there feeling elated. Just yeah. that was a ten out of ten. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to go back and watch it again. I know how I felt coming out of that instantly. Yeah. Or you listen to a new album and you're like, oh, well, you can tell yeah. compared to his old stuff. You know, it kind of fell off. But how it's can you that. tell? Because Juicy called it's me. A feeling. It's Juicy a feeling. called me prisoner of the moment a lot. How can you tell? Because it's things that I've watched or listened to that is when I first hear I'm in the car. Mm-hmm. I consume music differently in the car or in the house. Now, see, that- so what if I listen to something in the car and I'm entertained when I first listen to it and I'm like, that's an eight out of ten. But see, you can and be then in three days I have zero desire to listen to that album. Okay, again. so you, you, you raise a good point right there. So what I do that you because you said music, you listen to it in the car, you listen to it in the house. I have. Could just be me. I, maybe a lot of people do this. When a new album comes out, I plug in the headphones. Yeah, I will. The the second a new album comes out that I'm excited about and I want to listen to, goes straight in the headphones. I don't put it in a car. I won't play it over my phone speaker yep. or off of Bluetooth or anything. It goes straight in the headphones because if it's something that I'm passionate about and something I care about, yeah. I want I want to hear it and it only. I don't want any outside yeah. distraction, ambient noise, nothing. I just want to hear and consume that. That yeah. direct contact. Yeah. Yeah. That's but see, that. I think you can I think you could be entertained by something and it could be a above average movie, a good movie. Mm-hmm. It don't necessarily have to have a nine or a ten rating. You don't have to put a you number know, to it. You know when something's classic. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a feeling when you're watching it, when you're listening to it. You know. You could be wildly entertained by something. It could just be good. For instance, Supernatural is my favorite show of all time. But I could I could sit up here and say, hey, it's probably not a great show. You know what I mean? It's a difference. And being I'm wildly entertained by it, yeah. but it's not one of the – I can't stand, stand it next to Game of Thrones, you know, uh, Breaking Bad, something like that. It's just something that you you just thoroughly you enjoy. You could be entertained. Like, when yeah. it comes to a rating system, you – 
you could break it down several different ways. Like you said, people got different rating skills. He got a different rating skill. But how I how I how I view things, can if it's a classic, can it stand next to the other classics? Yeah. yeah. I feel like 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 the movie like Bohemian Rhapsody. Boom. Thirty minutes thirty minutes in, like I knew it was a classic. I knew that Juicy was gonna like it. I knew I knew I mean like Rashad was I knew they were gonna like this movie like thirty minutes into the movie. And it still stands today. Like, the only reason I see, I believe, I believe that you can go another way on that too. You can't tell me that when they filmed Friday, they thought it was going to be a, a classic forever. Or when they filmed The Breakfast Club, they didn't. They probably didn't think that these movies. Were I'll, I'll give you the Breakfast Club. Into I, the I Breakfast Ice Cube Club had. Too. I think Ice Cube had big plans for Friday. But I, I don't I think he it thought it was going to be one of the one of the greatest hood classic they movies of all time. Mainstream people, so? the mainstream absolutely adores Friday. It's no way Ice Cube knew that was going to happen. What you call a cult classic? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, over time. It's kind of like Days and Confused. Well, Breakfast Club to me is one of the greatest movies ever made. Probably cost $12 oh to make it. Put yeah. some kids in the library and made it. Yeah. They didn't need the CGI. They didn't need this, that, and the other. Like, it's one of the, I could watch it every single day. All-star cast, though. Come on, it, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit more than $12. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, they put it in a, they put the kids in the library and they shot it. Yeah, they filmed yeah. it. They, they filmed it in but, school, and but you, yeah, John you Hughes about was the, a genius. But yeah. you talking about like the Breakfast Club? Like I've told Drake this, I, I could care less for that movie. Really? But but I know it's a classic, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Like I yeah. think yeah. people interpret things different. They do. Like you two guys, like these two guys right here, watch everything that Marvel and everything comes out. I mean, like I, I'm lost in it. I don't. Yeah. They're cool. I like watching the movies. I'll take my kids to them and everything. I'll have them on, but I don't know like the details that they know. Yeah. And I could I I could live in a world without Marvel for real, if we're being honest. But but that's we're the not world gonna start that they that don't live in. Watch your step. Shit. Right. You going to see that red dot on your head? Watch your no, step, Kendall. I, I know. That's we're what I'm not saying. Doing that. And another yeah. thing like I absolutely Marvel hate Star Wars. Young. Like Foot I hate Foot Star down. Wars. Somebody got the beam okay. on your head. All right. That's, you that's enough. Talking. Well, I'm just saying. I don't That's like enough. Star Wars. Drake, cut his I understand mic. that you cut just his saying, mic. but it's enough. Ken, Kendall, <laughs> Kendall, Kendall's just trying to get us all pressed in here. No, really not. I'm just a weird person like that. But I think a lot of it comes down to I don't have the time that some of the – I don't yeah, have Kendall the time. just doesn't have the time. I mean, Kendall got a crazy work schedule. and 60, 70 hours at the plant and a wife and all that, uh, you yeah. don't have time to yeah. – you don't have time to sit and consume and, and watch details. Bro, stuff, I probably watch know? eight hours of TV a week. Exactly. Oh, y'all didn't really judge yeah. me then when Endgame came out. I tried to get tickets for like the earlier showing so I wouldn't be out super late. Yeah. Cortland had no interest at all in going to see it. Yeah. Well, that thing sold out, you know, pretty oh, yeah. instantly. So I had to get yeah. the 1 a.m. Exactly. ticket time. Super glad I did, though, because the 1 a.m. crowd made my viewing experience that much oh, yeah. better. Oh, exactly. yeah, exactly. Now, I still had to go to work the next day. So, like I said, I made some poor life choices there, no <laughs> doubt. I can recognize that. But man, like yeah. I, I wouldn't change a single thing because I've watched that movie probably fifteen times now yeah, since it came too. out, and nothing touched just the 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 experience of being in the theater with the people I was with. Mm -hmm. I didn't know Marvel any movies of movies are an event, exactly, and I didn't know any yeah. of the people that was around me. But oh my god. Yeah. Wouldn't trade it. Lady just grabbing my arm during like the intense scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've never like yeah. She walked in, sat down with her husband. Some other people sat down beside me. But the bond we had was because we were here to see this this feature. Yeah, but I, I do think that it's a it's a thing though that that we just all kind of consume things differently. Yeah. A lot of things for me get a a higher rating because I'm usually only gonna watch the things that I know I'm interested in. Juicy watches everything that comes yeah. out. So even if he's interested in it or not, he's gonna watch it. And then give his breakdown and rating on it. I don't watch things or listen to things that I know I'm not going to like. Yeah. Or that I think I'm not going to like. Drake's tried so hard to get me on Justified, Supernatural, and I'm just like, dude, I, I have no interest in it. Yeah. I hear yeah. you singing the praises. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, I might fold at some point because I've done the same thing with Star Wars. Everybody hyped Star Wars. Oh, it's so great, blah, blah, blah. And the reason I stayed away from it for Overrated. so long was because, well, that's that's exactly why. red beam on your head. That's exactly why. I was like, I don't want to go into it, watch it, and be like, God, this thing was so overhyped. But yeah. finally I got yeah. COVID, hit that quarantine, binged it, and I was like, oh, no, the hype is real. Yeah. The hype yes. is real. I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if, like y'all's podcast, it makes it almost makes you feel like you've watched – whatever y'all are talking about. Mm -hmm. And cause y'all are yeah. so 
spot on with the details. Like, I wouldn't watch WandaVision because I wasn't interested in it. Not but I watched y'all's episode. episodes, and I was like, okay, I felt like I watched it. Maybe one day I'll go back and watch it. I don't know. Need to. But <laughs> uh, we'll jump into these questions that I got for you guys. Keep it low. Don't be peeking. I see you, Juicy. All right. <laughs> we'll start with Juicy and work our way around the table, and uh, we'll kind of start closing this one out. But uh, here's the question. What's the advice you would give 21-year-old you that you wish you knew That's now? That's a good question. You're welcome. Yeah, Shane produced <laughs> these questions. That is tough because everything I've been through made me the man I am today. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can give him any advice because I don't know if he would listen. That's awesome. He would have to go through the things that he's went through to get to the point that where I'm at today. But what I would tell him is – just morally stay focused. Morally still be a good dude and you'll be all right at yeah. the end of the day. I like that. Just keep being a good person. I like that. What about you, Kendall? That's a hard I question. would absolutely tell him to enjoy the ride. Okay. Okay. I like I'm that. like Juicy. Simple. Like, yeah, enjoy the ride. Buckle yeah. up, big boy, because it's going to be fun. <laughs> but when you look back, it's going to be worth it. What about you, Sean? Uh Focus on a talent instead of, uh, you know, kind of thinking that, okay, this is life now. We work whatever little job it is and we make some money and we, you know, move on with life. No, focus on something I'm talented at. Yeah. You know, focus on something like that or focus on school, but just get focused on something. You know, that that's what I would tell myself uh, is to just hone in on something and focus on it. Shane. I like that. I'm I'm gonna take a little bit from Juicy and Shot there. I would say see it through. So when you when you find that niche that you want, commit to it, see it through, focus on it. Like Shot said, find that thing, whatever it is, and see it through. Like I wish I would have jumped into the military a lot sooner than I did. I feel like if I would have done it sooner, I would be better. Which I'm I'm not bad off now, but I feel like I would have had a better experience overall, yeah. you know? So I would say see it through and stay focused. But at the same time, just before I jump into mine, if you wouldn't have gone into the military when you did, do you think we would have all developed the friendships that we did? If I would have joined sooner? Yeah. Like say 2021. 20, mm, that's tough. See, I that- think so. Because, I mean, by that time, well, yeah, I think so. Because by that time, I think when we first, when our little group first came together, there was no, like, fill it out awkward phase. Like, we just instantly clicked. Yeah. So, I think no matter what, we probably wouldn't have had the group chat as long as we have. Yeah. But See, I'm kind of with Juicy. I know 21-year-old me wouldn't have listened to me now. Oh, yeah, no, that's a fact. 21-year-old me would have told me straight <laughs> to go to hell. Yeah. yeah. See, I w- exactly. yeah. That's the thing about going back in time, though. You don't know what other timelines it sets off. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like yeah. you don't know. If you Maybe take a y'all stone wouldn't have right been here, as good of friends you if you would have done something back. differently at 21. Yeah. You know, it, it's, like, it's like the monkey's paw. It takes as much as it gives, man. Mm-hmm. You don't know if it if you're messing up some other timeline or something. So that's why I told myself straighten up because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Didn't know where I belonged, and I'd have told myself maybe not make that last drive back to Tennessee. Because when I did, that's when my life turned upside down. It was that last week I was there. And I was like, man. I See, I think if 21-year-old me would have saw 30-year-old me, probably laid off the fireball a little bit more because yeah. I'd have been tripping. <laughs> See, that's all I <laughs> That's Who are you? I definitely would have told myself to stop focusing on having a good time and get your shit straight. Yeah. You can have a good time when you get your shit straight. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't at 21. Which who I, does, yeah, which though, I mean, really? Exactly. You know, who does, That's really? like I said when I first started this. was like I only had a plan A. I didn't have a plan B. Yeah. And so when plan A fell through, like, I was a lost puppy, man. Hey, there's a lot of people out there like that. And I was I stubborn and wouldn't like listen. That. I wouldn't listen. Like I said, like Juicy said, yeah. I wasn't going to listen to my 20. I wouldn't exactly. listen. And 21's being nice. You got to grow through what you go through. Exactly. 21's being nice, too. I'd go way further back than that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd go and talk to my younger self if I could. I'd like now, to go I'm going to set off some nasty alternate realities <laughs> when I when I do that. But I'd go back and I'd probably go back and talk to high school me. Yeah, I'd talk yeah. to 14-year-old me and tell him mm. girls are not as important as you think. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not as difficult to get as you think they are. That's a yeah. fact. 21-year-old <laughs> you is more volatile. So I'm thinking that 21-year-old <laughs> juicy scene – 31-year-old Juicy, he would try to kill him. Jump. By the laws of the universe, I'm thinking, hey, maybe if I kill him, I get some extra strength, you know, like like Jet Li in the one. It can only be one. You know, he was going through different timelines. Kill, but anyways. <laughs> I didn't have that in mind when I came up with that question, but all right, I like it. I mean, Killing your, your future self yeah. is wild. Oh, yeah. That is some nebula in-game stuff. But think of what you can gain from that. Yeah, yeah. It got to be something. 21-year-old me would ask 31-year-old me, when did you when did you fix it? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, like if 30-year-old you or 31-year-old you comes up and he's trying to give you advice, you screwed up somewhere, so might as well go ahead and off him and try to fix it yourself. <laughs> that's right. I think 21-year-old me would listen after 21-year-old me cursed 34-year-old me out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was, I was, I still had little man syndrome at 21, 21 years old. So <laughs> see, I didn't, I didn't take junk back then. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel like I could, but I think I would have listened. Cause cool, my cooler head has always kind of prevailed. Yeah. So I, I think I would have listened. It's kind of ironic that we're talking about this because last or the last time we were all at Twisted Barley together, Juicy looked at me just randomly. Is like, you feel old, <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I don't feel as like my back hurts and shit, but like I don't feel old like I did when I was like 24 because I was tired when I was 24 because yeah. I was tired of getting my shit figured out. Yeah, you know that's we're 30. Me and Juicy's 31, and I don't feel old. Like I feel like I'm kind of hitting my prime to be honest. Yeah, exactly, we had that conversation. And I think Kendall 37, not Kendall 38, and Shy 37. You out of line, Juicy. I am not 37 years old. I am 34. You are not? (laughs) Yes, I am. I'm younger than you, bro. Are you? Yeah, Uh-oh. I'm 34. Right. He turned, dang, man. I, I don't turn. Pull the driver's license right now. I am man. 34 years old. Kendall's 35. You're right. I am the oldest man at this table. Wow. You the oh no TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking, dang it. Oh man. All right, but we'll uh, we'll jump into this final question. Who plays you in your autobiography? So we can do it one of two ways. You can pick the actor or. You can leave it up to everybody else at the table. <laughs> uh, accurately, or just you know, a wishful. This is his. Yeah, I tell you what, go two of them. Give us, give us who you think would do the best accurate, and then versus who you would want to see. Mm, the best accurate. I don't know. I know people don't just name who they think. I Actually, go to, K- go to Kendall. I'll, All I'll right, come back to Kendall, me. who's going to play you? We'll, we'll come back to Juicy. Oh, man, this is going to be at the strapping young fella, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I, I really don't know. Uh, These questions are This is a good one. This is a very good one, Drake. Um, don't don't who, thank me. Thank Shane. <laughs> oh, Shane. Yeah, yeah, no, boys, took a deep dive oh, at work. Oh, man, who would play <laughs> me? Um, and I think. I don't know, like I think Jonah Hill Ooh, or Seth Rogen would do a good Jonah job. Hill yeah. Jonah good Hill would be. A I think good Jonah one. Hill would do a good job. Yeah, yeah Jonah I think, Hill would be a good one. I mean, that, that, I, that, I think that, Jonah Hill. I like that's a, that's good, a good one. Answer. That's a I, good I'm answer. Trying to be realistic, I think that's Jonah Hill. Q like Family that. Feud, good answer. <laughs> <laughs> people think I look like Kevin Hart. Well, people aren't wrong. I don't see it. I think we're both short and dark. And people think short, dark people look alike. Oh, I think your mannerisms <laughs> so, have a lot to do with it, too. I don't think facial features, voice, mannerisms, like, I just don't think I look like him at all. If we were doing a video, we but, would definitely queue up a side-by-side yeah. of you, too. <laughs> yeah. But people swear I look like him. I would not pick him to play me. I, to be honest with you, it's a little bit difficult because I am a short man. <laughs> but I also have- need somebody with that can play someone with emotional depth. Yeah, you Kevin don't have to Hart. have a short person. No. Kevin Hart plays the same role in every yeah, movie. Yeah, he plays the same have role in every movie. Don't mean I, I like Kev, but I love him, Kev man. isn't a isn't an Oscar. I I need an Oscar. Have you Oscar seen the upside? I have not. 
Okay. I need an Oscar. Let's talk about kid. <laughs> moments in the wedding range. I, the wedding sink, I believe that's what yeah. moments. He can he can do it. Still not that good. I need somebody complex. What emotionally that you have to do in your story? But you're I, a funny guy, so that that's what. Yeah, but that's not. I'm like Star Lord. <laughs> like I'm funny on the outside, but it's a lot of depth. <laughs> It's a lot of depth okay. there. I'm st- star Peter Quill on the outside and Steve Rogers on the inside. <laughs> like, I, like it's, I need somebody that can play that. I'm thinking Michael B. Jordan. We look alike. We got the same. Bes- Hold on. Bes- Hold on just a minute now. <laughs> He's shooting down Kevin Hart comparisons. <laughs> but he wants to pull out Michael B. Jordan. Oh, that's obviously a joke. Uh that's now that really is a good one, cause I'm trying to think of a. Let me think. Kev, we'll have to. It's that's, it's only it's, right that if you want an accurate no, autobiography, no, that's just somebody that that is similar in appearance. I don't acting, want that. Even acting, it's, it's stuff that y'all do that's similar. Even sound wise, like mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we don't sound alike at all. It's I'm a rapper. You can't rap. Whoa, Chocolate Thunder? What? No, I'm a real rapper. I'm mad. I'm sad. Uh-uh. See, but y'all that, that's the reason why I can't do it because people are automatically gonna take it as a joke. I can't have him as the actor. They're automatically gonna range. take it as a joke. I need somebody that could get up on stage and accept an Academy Award, and I can't think of who that should be. Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, <laughs> then he's gonna have to get in blackface and get backlash. So you want? So then you want Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. There you go. I'm the dude disguised as a dude playing <laughs> another dude. <laughs> what about Yaya? Dude that played Dr. Man. What's the guy, what's the kid's name that, that is the leading character in Snowfall? I don't know his name, but I know you're talking about him. He could do it. Yeah, he could do it. I know he could do it. Okay. Yeah. We'll Google that. Google that while you're listening. Uh-huh. Yeah. Shane, yeah. what about you? I think for accurate purposes, it would be Pete Davidson. That dude's just wild crazy. I feel like he would just nail my character. And then who I would want to see, it's got to be McConaughey. I mean, if I'm going to watch a movie about me, I want to see McConaughey (laughs) portraying it. Exactly. Juicy, you got yours figured out yet? Yeah, I had to think about it, but I should have thought about it as soon as it came to me. Craig Robinson. Everybody say that I act like him, I talk (laughs) like that. That's it right there. As soon as this question came up and you started thinking, Kendall looked over at us and said, Daryl from the office. Did he? Yeah. Did he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it came to me. Came I, have, I have had this conversation with my wife. Like, we were watching Hot Tub Time Machine one day. And Very I was like, movie. you know what? Like, you know what? He reminds me of Juicy so much. She's like, really? Derek like, I've thought this for years and just never told you. <laughs> That's it right now. What's his name? Yeah, I don't know who I'd pick. I'm going to let y'all pick for me. I'll take option B. That's a good question. Who would play Drake? <laughs> if Chris Pratt grew a, <laughs> grew a beard, maybe he could. No, I don't think Chris Pratt could. Play. Who do you think could play Drake? Who? Yeah. Mm. I'm going with option B. I want y'all to pick for me. Damson Idris. Okay. That's what? the guy's oh, that's name you? from Snowfall. Damson yeah. Idris. That's, okay. Yeah. Okay. Damson Idris. See, I'm challenging Idris. the room. That's who I want play, to play me from Snowfall. Who would play Drake? Who's going to play Drake? Hmm. So we're going to do both, like the accurate and then – or, well, no, I guess that doesn't work. Just give Zach Galifianakis. I'm not that funny. Okay. That's <laughs> self-awareness. I like that. I See, we're just picking that. people that, that – hey, a squirrel. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but Kevin Hart, completely <laughs> off the table. <laughs> I don't know, Drake. Drake. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm a complex Yeah, person. that's what I'm saying. I don't know who could pull that. I the beard to. is what throws. Me. Yeah, it's the, the beard. It got to be somebody yeah. that can got, pull off the beard. Uh-huh. That's why I was like, I don't know. That is a great f- question. I, mean, I feel mm, like stumped him. Mm. <laughs> What's that dude from Duck Dynasty? The main one, Willie. Willie. No, or the Jace. young one, Jace. No. Or no, Jip. Is it Jip? No, no, it, it is, is Willie. It, it is, is Willie. Willie. Yeah, it Phil's is. Willie. the oldest. One. Phil's, Phil's the oldest daddy. One. Yep. Willie's the yeah. oldest son. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think. I think Willie. If yeah. we could, Willie or Jet? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just that. thinking beard wise, and yeah, I feel Willie, like he would yeah. carry Drake's persona. Yeah. What's my persona according to you? I don't well, know. Well, just that, like the way your t- outward appearance look, is. Look wise, it could be him, but I don't know if he has the personality like Drake to pull that off. That's true. He might be a little bit too much. Jesse Jesse Plemons. 
He talking about uh, Todd from Breaking Bad. Yeah, Todd. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Jesse Plemons. That's who you get uh, for Drake. Yeah. Okay. He's a good actor. He's a really good actor. He, he was rated Judas and the Mustache. He was. Oh, he Landry. got that. He got that. You know what? Acting wise, he could do it. I think he yeah, could. He's do got it. range. That's yeah. what I wanted to pick. He's a good relaxed, actor. It's that relaxed delivery that he got. He, yeah. he in control. Drake always relaxed. The one thing control. that would concern me though, he's kind of notorious for being a killer. <laughs> yeah. Drake, I don't know. I don't you ain't hearing about me on the True Crime podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's where I've the Oscar him. comes in at, because now he's going to play a completely different yeah. character than there you he go. used to play. There you go. That's, that's when that's you get the Academy Award, when you do something different. Plus, you know, you got to think, hair and makeup, had to be anybody can pull off the beard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anybody can grow a beard and pull it off. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not pull it off, but anybody can grow one. Yeah. <laughs> everybody can't pull off the beard. That's no. Right. I didn't think I could pull off a beard. Not too. everybody can grow one. Uh, it itches me too bad. Like every time, time I get ready I to get annoyed one, with it. Yeah, I, I just get annoyed with it. I'm all like ready to do it. Like when I first start mm-hmm. growing it, and then in week three, I'm like peeling my skin off of my face. Don't, don't let I'm Shane like, lie to you. He cut his off I just thought of somebody that might could play Drake. <laughs> well, no, I use the meeting as a perfect Check excuse. Check this out. If he did grow out a beard, somebody that could play him. Oh, Denzel Washington's son. Hey, that is a good one. That is. That a I was play just shot. thinking that. that yeah, because I was imagining him good. with a beard. He would look just like Ricky Jarrett. Ricky balls. Jarrett. Yeah. 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 Hey, hey, that's a good. I think oh, he, he was a Malcolm and Marie. Yeah. 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 That's actually one of my favorite actors. You know who yeah. I'd want to play me though? Who? Kenny Powers. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be a bad one there. Danny yeah. McBride. Danny McBride. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm like Shane. Like, I would love to see Matthew McConaughey play me, but that's just not realistic. Yeah. I think Jonah Hill could do it. But, uh, guys, uh, thanks for jumping on the uh, Bracket Challenge. Thanks for jumping on this episode. Tell everybody y'all's socials, where they can find y'all, follow y'all, check out y'all's podcast on top of that, too. Off the top of my head, I can't think of my social media. (laughs) But you can look up the Nova Trifecta Podcast, uh, all streaming platforms. Um, You know, we on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, all that good stuff. All my socials, easy, man. It's Kendall Beck. Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, I've even got a TikTok going. So, hey. you know, all that. TikTok's fun. I'm old school. Uh, uh, all the social media's uh, a little bit much for me. Hey. But I do have Facebook, and it's Rashad <laughs> Dawson. R A H S H A D. Would you have Facebook if y'all didn't do all this? No, I got Facebook. No, I'm saying, would you have Facebook if y'all didn't do all what y'all yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like Facebook. The other ones, I just, I just, I don't he's have. He's old, so I don't got nothing against them. I just know me, and I know I'm in, gonna not end up getting on them. So. Oh yeah, on Twitter, you know, at Black Addict, Instagram, yeah. Ladarius Johnson, Facebook. Ladarius Johnson, but you don't have to look that up as long as you look up the Nova Trifecta yeah, podcast Nova yeah. on all streaming platforms. Don't Black Addicts are the best rap. Duo to come out of Walker County. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I mean, I know it's my <laughs> I know group, I but agree I, with it. I think I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, there. I've heard people say that. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Not Alabama. because y'all are my boys. That's just how <laughs> I feel. Uh, but uh, <laughs> y'all, thanks for coming in for these two episodes, man. We appreciate it. Thank you, thank you guys for inviting us. Thank y'all for having us anytime. Appreciate it. Juicy, we'll see you on the next bracket challenge, bro. Oh yeah, I will be back. All right, folks. As always, thanks to my friends from Nova Trifecta. Shane, if that jar's not empty, what they do? Pass that thing around. Love your neighbor. Talk to someone different than you, and we'll see y'all next week for the next Bracket Challenge on Pass the Jar.